Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's going on, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 120, The Fingerprint Metaphor. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's show. It's definitely been a long time, a long, long time since I last put out an episode. It's been a few months. But it really means the world to me that you guys are here and you're back and you're listening because this show has impacted your life in some way. I decided to take a little time off because I recently got married and we recently also got a house. So I was just taking some time off for myself to enjoy getting into that rhythm of marriage and also doing a little uh, DIY do-it-yourself projects on the house. But it's time. It feels good. I'm back and I'm so excited to bring some new fresh stuff to you guys so I really appreciate you for hanging out and still keep me in your uh, shuffle of shows. Uh, and if you are a new listener, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to the show. Joining us today from the UK is Jim Rees, and he's an ultra cyclist, Ironman triathlete, author, and executive coach. And he's here today to talk about emotional intelligence. Now, we're going to deep dive into exactly what that means, but we're also going to be talking about some lessons from doing these ultra type of events, these ultra athletic type of events, and how that can kind of translate into our everyday life. We're also going to talk about the power of choice. So I guys, I want you guys to really pay attention when we get into choice and how it can affect our everyday lives, because a lot of us are making decisions every day on autopilot. So it's really important to Take some of this time today, especially on this podcast, if you're listening, to raise your awareness about the decisions that you're making on a daily basis. And with that said, we're going to lead into personal responsibility and what that means on a daily basis, and also this self-regulation of our internal dialogue. So I am super excited to have Jim on. He's a lot of fun. He's, he's got a great passionate energy about him, and I know you guys are going to enjoy this call. But before we get started, just two housekeeping items is one to stay in touch with everything that's going on with the positivity effect. Just text the word positivity to the number 44222. You're going to get a text message from me and just follow along with the instructions. And second thing is I don't charge anything for the podcast. So with that said, if this show has impacted you in some way, Please share this podcast with a friend and share it with somebody that you know will benefit from this information, somebody that would really be impacted by this information. Because not all of us are always ready to receive certain types of information. I, I know a lot of this stuff wasn't really on my radar a few years ago. So maybe you share it with somebody and it may open their eyes. But you know that there's a one person in your life that 
is 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 in that in, mo- in that space in that cry for help that they need some kind of positive uplifting spin on on their life something that could help them get out of that rut and that you know that they would benefit in this way so i really appreciate that guys and for helping me with that so without further ado please help me welcome now to the positivity effect jim rees hey jim what's going on welcome to the positivity effect dr tom nice to uh, be on the show with you and uh, yeah it's a, it's a I'm excited. So uh, I'm excited and also curious as to where our conversation is going to lead us uh, this afternoon. That's right. We like to keep the audience guessing. <laughs> Always. Always. And uh, we we have a little, you know, the two of us, we both have a little bit of overcast in our environments, but uh, we're bringing some sunshine. We're bringing some, some vibes, some good vibes and some good energy to the uh, the audience, to the listeners. It's always sunny in our head. I think that's the thing that we have to remember, even if it's, uh, even if the weather's bad. We can be sunny in our head, uh, in our mindset. Yes, and that's that's something that I want to kind of drill into a little bit uh, after we kind of we get into and uh, learn a little bit about yourself. Just that idea of I love that you said that it's always sunny in our head, and there's definitely life. Life is crazy, and there it's not always going to be sunny on the outside. And um, there's just these there's ways throughout life to be able to cultivate that kind of mindset. Uh, I think. A lot of us at times feel like we are victims to our, our circumstances and, and allow that outside filter to put that, that dampen on our mind. But if there's anything I've learned uh, really going heavily into personal develop- development these last few years uh, is that you can cultivate that. You, 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 we are in a product of our circumstance and we can really change the way that we think regardless of what's happening on the outside, whether we are in a really great point in time, point in time of our life, whether a family member just passed away, um, whether we're in a downturn in our career, there's always a way to uh, kind of brighten our mind towards our situation and, and learn from the situation. Um, every experience we can learn. So I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to kind of getting into that with you, Jim. But uh, hey, but let's, let's get on kind of Introduce you to uh, the audience a little bit. Give us a little backstory about who you are and uh, and how you got to this point. I know it's uh, you, you've been doing some executive coaching as of late, and uh, it's really interesting. So we'd love to hear about it. Yeah. So uh, I yeah the, the the executive coaching it's not of late. I've been been um, caught up in that stuff for the last uh, fifteen sixteen years now. So um, um, previously, come on, that's 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 yesterday. Come on. <laughs> For an old like myself, <laughs> for an old fellow like myself, yes. Um, and I was previously, prior to becoming a coach in the corporate world, I was working in the pharmaceutical industry for AstraZeneca, one of the global pharmaceutical giants. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and previously as a sales rep. So that's a little bit about the the background as such. So tell us a little bit about these these uh, athletic endeavors of yours. Because it's it's so interesting to me because I don't think we uh, we realize how important all of that applies to to business really in our lives. Yeah, so I'm 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 a sort of like a weekend warrior, I suppose is the best terminology to use. Um, you know, I'm I'm a business person. I'm a parent of six kids, and then in my spare time, I I sort of do stuff on the weekends and and keep myself fit. Um, probably more than the average bear. Um, I started doing triathlons 
back in the early, mid 80s, 1985, I did Hawaii and then, you know, continued to compete around the world, Japan, New Zealand, uh, across Europe, the UK, etc. So and then eventually um, tripped up and fell into a thing called the Race Across America, which is um, the ultra cycle race that's uh, become famous um, cycling from San Diego to Annapolis nonstop. And I've competed that now four times, once as a four-person team, and then more recently, three consecutive solo finishes um, going faster each year um, in those attempts. And tell us a little bit more about the Race Across America. Yeah, so it's it's a race that um, the four, there's there's different formats that are available. So you can compete as an eight-person mixed team. You can uh, go there across America and race as a four-person team, a two-person team, and then you can race as solo competitors. Um, for the solo riders, you have 12 days to finish the race to be an official finisher. And uh, the race covers just over 3,000 miles of nonstop cycling. So you have to take your sleep breaks as and when. We all get the same route. We have a support crew that, uh, a support crew that supports across the you know, America and protects us against the traffic. And, of course, you're facing all weather conditions as well, the extreme weather that uh, America throws at you. You've got the uh, the severe, harsh temperatures of the deserts. In you know, you, 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 Within the first six hours, you're into the Mojave Desert. You cross the Arizona deserts. Then you're um, having to climb the Rockies and then descending the Rockies, depending on the time of the day. It's freezing cold. That sounds then, brutal. Um, <laughs> that sounds brutal. And then, you've got, and then you've got Kansas, the headwinds, you know, you've almost got sometimes if you're unlucky, 500 miles of headwind, which uh, can be a bit, as they say, draining. And uh, and then just to sort of finish it off, just before you get to Annapolis, you've got the Appalachians, which are really steep little fellas. And you've got four significant climbs just before you finish the race. So it is considered to be one of the toughest races on the planet, um, purely because of its extreme nature. And also because of the uh, potential sleep deprivation and hallucinations that take place for the solo riders. Jim, this uh, I, some some people would say this is this sounds crazy. <laughs> this sounds sounds, uh, just sounds a, nuts. Just a pinch of crazy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so no, that's that's awesome. That's really really cool. And so let me ask you this question. I just listen to you talking about the cycling. I, I'm we're, we can see each other. Everybody listening can't unfortunately see see our faces but uh you could just see that 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 light in your eyes that spark when you talk about it it's something that you're very passionate about so we're kind of kind of walk through this in my mind so you would say cycling is just something that you're extremely extremely passionate about yeah yeah absolutely yeah no i i I really enjoy it's it's all it's almost meditative you have to be so um in, in tune with and in flow with your environment you've got you've got tra- if you're out cycling on the roads anywhere in the world you've got live traffic that you've got to contend with so you've got to be really present you can't you can't be uh, losing any focus whatsoever so uh, it is almost meditative in in a, in a sense and uh, a, a number of spiritual teachers do talk about that that process of being so focused that you it, it you have to bring a level of presence to um, being aware of your whole environment um, when you're out cycling, um, even if it's not a, a competing in something like the race across America, you know, going out for a 10, 20 mile bike ride, you've got to be present, um, con- you know, constantly. 
Yeah. And I guess the the reason I asked you about your passion level for this is I'm, I'm kind of reflecting on my own life. Um, something that I'm very passionate about is music. I really love mm-hmm. to play guitar. I really love to sing. It's something that I do that I'm not doing professionally. Um, well, I would say that I kind of am doing it professionally. I play uh, at church and sing at church, but I'm not actually doing it uh, for income at this time. It's something yeah. I'm extremely passionate about. Now, playing guitar, singing, it, it's it's something that requires an immense amount of focus, very similar to cycling, to this, this high-level cycling that you're describing. Um, and just like doing the same exact thing over and over and over, some, some repetitive processes. It takes a long time for what you're doing to, to really sound beautiful, to sound like music, whether you're doing vocal training or you're doing scales on a guitar. And even when, so I guess the point I'm trying to make is even when you're so passionate about something, there's going to be times, there's going to be moments where your mind is because our brains are just, there's a lot of old wiring in our brains. It's just not excited about what the thing is that you're doing. Even if you know in your heart, it is something you love doing. And I've been experiencing that as of late, that there's times. I, lately, I've been back on the horse with my my, my hobby. But, um, And I'm just using this one example. There's different, different areas in my life, whether it's my business or my, my, my relationship or even my own, my own health, my nutrition and my, my exercise, um, that there's definitely those days where I'm like, I don't want to pick up my guitar or I don't, I don't want to do my vocal training. But as soon as I go through it with it and I do it, I feel a lot better. So coming from, from you, on those days that you're not really pumped up to go out for a ride or pumped up, like what, do you, what have you done over the years to cultivate that, that mindset where it becomes more of an automatic thing to – or is it just it, – that's not something that's going to go away. It's, it's just something that we have to train ourselves that is a trigger. That we know that we, we may be going in that state of mind. Yeah, it's it's it is choice ultimately. You know, the the choice. I, I guess the the moments that are trickier when the weather's. You know, for example, the UK and and you get it in uh, where you live uh, in in the eastern coast of uh, America more so as well, where the weather can be changeable. You know, so through the winter, it, it's not a lot of fun if you're going out in the in the cold cold weather or whether it's raining. Um, and, and it's those pinch points that actually are the, are the tricky ones to sort of say, okay, I've got to go out and do a six hour bike ride in these conditions and they're not particularly favorable. And it's one of those situations that, uh, you know, if, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. It's all, it's almost, I know that this is going to be, um, a tricky and I need to do the session. So, um, and you know the consequences if you don't do it because if you want to be competitive and, you know, it all boils down to choice. If you want to be competitive, then you've got to get out there and do it. So ultimately, it's a choice. It's about it, every decision we make, Dr. Tom, as you know, is a pain pleasure decision. And um, and, and really, that's 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 the moment of choice. We have to say to ourselves, do I want the pain of not being able to compete at my highest potential? Or do I, do I want the pleasure of actually the joy that I get from being able to compete and, um, you know, place as, as high as I can in the, in, in the race that you're competing in, for example, or whether it's a, a job that you have, you know, same, same uh, rules apply. Every decision we make is based on pain and pleasure. 
you know yeah. that's in our relationships that's in our the clothes we wear the the way we we comb our hair you know every aspect every decision is pain pleasure pain pleasure is this going to cause me pain or is it going to bring me pleasure and then even determining some of those those decisions that we make may be causing temporary pain but they may lead to an ultimate pleasure how, how how do we come across some of those situations where how do we wade through those situations or maybe not how but maybe uh reflect on that that idea for a moment um because there's definitely situations where we can see right in front of us clearly oh left is is pain right is pleasure or it may not be so clear and we may have to wade through and then realize okay you know what i have to take this pain route now a six-hour bike ride <laughs> going through the hills, um, but after that six-hour ride, okay, my my endurance is up, my my muscles are stronger. I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna get a good night's sleep tomorrow night. I'm gonna be healed up. Uh, doing this over the, a course of six months of training, leading up to a big race, um, I, I think it's it's wading through that too is understanding those those situations of knowing when the pain is gonna ultimately lead to the pleasure as well. Yeah, and, and it actually, that's that's the challenge as human beings. You know, you, you think about someone that might want to give up uh, smoking or, or lose weight, for example. You know, the decision of having that next cigarette. Well, you know, the person that's the smoker that's, um, you know, habitually addicted to that pattern of behavior, they're, they're sort of having a, a puff on their cigarette and they're saying, well, this is this one's not going to kill me. So, you know, they you know, they have a belief system that supports them staying in that pattern of behavior. Someone that wants to give up weight, similarly, you know, if they're eating a cake instead of an apple, it's a choice, it's a pain pleasure decision, but what happens is it doesn't, that, that, you know, that chocolate bar, that candy bar doesn't go straight on the hips immediately. You know, if it did, that may, may cause us to pay a bit more attention to the whole thing. <laughs> if that, 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 if that next cigarette was the one that you knew was gonna trigger off a cascade of cancer, or other issues, or a heart attack, or a stroke, or all those other aspects that are associated with smoking, then you would probably stop it. But actually, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. And because of that, we give ourselves a break. We cut ourselves a load of slack, and we we don't lean into the process. Well, I love what you say. Uh, what you and your business partner Mark say on your website. Uh, we don't believe in failure. We be, believe in learning. You only fail when you don't learn from your experiences in life. I think I, I, I probably can speak for almost everybody listening, including myself, and I'm sure you can reflect on this. Today, 2017, everything is immediate gratification. I mean, we have Amazon. We can order something and it's at our door in two days and now even sometimes one day. Um, yep. we, we can read anything on the internet and learn anything, all of knowledge, everything never before in history has the entire like world's knowledge been at our, it's crazy. It really is crazy when you stop and reflect on it, how, what is available to us. And so that it just cultivates this mindset of quick fixes and immediate gratification. And I guess what it really does come down to, we're talking about, you were just giving an example about, uh, nutrition uh, making that choice with the candy bar and and or not having the candy bar i think it just comes down to making a lot of mistakes <laughs> uh and, yeah. and i mean some of us may have that 
pre-planted notion in our brain that's really strong that says don't go eat that candy bar because it's going to lead to pain eventually. And and you want to have – well, if that's your goal, maybe eating candy bars makes you really happy in life. That I guess mm-hmm. it's coming down to ter- first determining what, what makes you happy in life. But when you come to that, that decision and you determine what your purpose is and w- what makes you happy in, in every area of your life, your finances, your health, your body, your relationships, your emotions, um, it, it's determining – it's knowing that you're going to go through these situations and that there's going to be a lot of failure. And I, I think we want to uh, have that clean slate right away. But, you, you know, you've been going at this for a year. Like you, you're just talking about your coaching. You've been doing it for many, many years. And so many things in life are going to take years, if not decades, to cultivate, especially, uh, you know, athletic ability. Or we were, before I was yeah. talking about guitar ability. That those things take a long time to cultivate. I'm sure our, our emotions are take take a long time to build and cultivate as well. Well, we're addicted. Um, you know, we're, we're drug addicts. Ultimately, if you think about it, we're drug addicts. We're addicted to the chemical fix that we get. So you talk about that instant gratification. You know, neuroscience has been doing a, a, a ridiculous amounts of research around all this stuff, especially with children with. Um, screen time, you know, whether it's a mobile or whether it's an iPad or whatever it might be, that instant gratification pings off a, a, a trigger of serotonin and that they end up getting addicted to this stuff. So actually so much so apparently that it's as uh, it's more addictive than cocaine. So we're creating, you know, there's a chemical cascade. Every time we have a thought, we don't think about it, but every time we have a thought, that triggers a chemical cascade. And so our, our bodies are flooded with hormones and, and all those good good things. And sometimes, if you're thinking negatively, some of the bad um, hormones that are floating through your system as well, cortisol and some of those other aspects that are not helping and not supporting you. Our, our brains are still in that mindset, right, of like the, uh, the hunter-gatherer. Uh, we, don't, we don't have um, lions chasing us anymore. Uh, we have uh, email notifications and stress and, and financial deadlines and... And and they're creating the same response yep. in our brain every time we see that that ding on our email from our boss or our our vendors if we own a business or whatever that the email the next thing that we have to answer and there's and it's a never ending now because of email and the internet it's just a constant state of 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 stress that we're in yeah bang on and and of course it, it's no surprise that you see that the global um you know, the global stats on, you know, time off work and, I mean, billions are being lost to people being off, off, off work sick because of their stress. And this is all feeding into the same, the same thing that you're, you're talking about there. So we're kind of on a good point here. We're talking about stress right now. And I, I want to kind of tie in a little bit about what you do on a, on a daily basis. So if you, if you're working with someone that's in a really high position, how do you help them navigate in their minds these, these levels of stress that they have so that they can ultimately be an effective leader? Because I think all of that is going to apply to, I, we're all leaders in some way, whether we're running a Fortune 500 company, whether we're leading our family, whether we are leading a, a church group, anything, whether we're leading ourselves, ultimately we are, we're leaders of ourselves, we're leaders of our own mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So how do you no, apply a, that? We, uh, Dr. Tom, we use a, a metaphor that I think is a really powerful metaphor, which is the fingerprint. So if I had a glass of water in front of me right now and I pick that glass of water up, I leave my fingerprint on the glass. 
Now that that fingerprint is you, my unique DNA. Similarly, every conversation I have as a human being, as a leader, as a coach, I'm leaving my fingerprint in that interaction that I'm having. Even even a roll of the eyes when I'm not happy with somebody, that's I've just left a fingerprint. So the first step for for us when we're when I'm working with a senior leader or a leadership team is to create the awareness. What 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 fingerprint are they currently leaving in every interaction that they have? And that's not just with their team, their clients, um, and and other work colleagues. It's with the person that you're um, buying your shopping from um, on a weekly basis. You know, how aware are you of the fingerprint that you're just leaving? another human, you know, on another human being, because we've that. all got stuff. As you said, we've all got stuff. We've all got a story. Um, and, you know, there's some remarkable things that um, people have been able to endure and put up with that, of, of course, that we see on Facebook and other social media uh, channels that inspire all of us. You know, there are great role models out there. You don't have to look too far for people that actually give you a bit of inspiration because they've handled stuff. I mean, let's face it, shit happens, curveballs get thrown at us in our lives, and it's how we handle that stuff that shapes us into who we are today. That was that, that one word, coming back to that one word you said, that it's every, every single thing that we have is a decision. We, we decide what those situations that come into us, are we going to, how are we going to take that decision? Are we going to go left? Are we going to, and when we come into that curve... We're going to go left or we're going to go right. And that's what I, what I've, I've been learning a lot lately, really. It's just more and more and more and just connecting with people like yourself, Jim, is that's really what differentiates someone who's a winner in life, in any area of their life, is you come to a fork in the road, you come to a decision or a hard time in your life, and you choose how you're going to react to it. Are you going to respond positively? Even if there's no positive outcome, are you going to respond positively in your mind? And like I just, I just said, maybe there's no positive outcome, but you're taking that experience and you're telling yourself, you know what, I'm going to learn from this experience. I'm going to be a better person because of it. Yeah. And, it, and, it's, it and this experience shaped me for who I am today. I, I, uh, completely. And, I, and that's the same for all of us on the planet, of course. And, and some people, as you know, Dr. Tom, they, they walk around, we call them mood hoovers in the corporate world. You know, they, they're energy vampires. They, um, you're having a great day and all of a sudden, you know, they come along and they have a conversation with you and they suck the energy out of you and they walk away quite happy. And you're, you're stood there thinking, <laughs> oh, what the hell just happened to me? So how dare you, know, you take that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing is that, um, you know, from naught to death is, is an experience. It's a ride. We've come down on planet Earth. We're spiritual beings. We've come down to having a, a human experience, which is wrapped up in emotion, raw emotion. And so to become experienced as a human being, you have to immerse yourself in as many experiences as possible. So the more experiences you have, the more experienced you become. 
So, you know, my, my, my approach is to just lean into stuff, have a go. You know, it might be something that you've not done before, but go and experience it. You know, I, for example, I went and did Reiki just because I was curious to see, you know, to understand a bit more about energy and the dynamics of energy. And there, there's a, one, one of the ladies in America, Carolyn Mace, who's one of the spiritual gurus that I followed over the years. She has a, a term which I, I think is quite brutal, but actually is really useful for all of us which is, she says, either get a backbone or get a wishbone. Oh, I love that. And, and it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal, <laughs> but it's so true. It's so uh, true. There's definitely been times uh, in my life where I've needed a backbone. <laughs> oh, man. And, and who hasn't? Yeah. Who hasn't? You know, goodness me. I, I've I've had to grow one just recently, you know. Um, you know, I'm going through some personal stuff at the moment that, you know, I, I, I sort of at my ripe age of 54, I think, how the hell did I end up here? But I behaved myself into my current dynamic and I've got to own it. I've got to, you know, going back to your point before, we tend to sort of duck responsibility. I've got to own full responsibility for the results that are showing up in my life right now as a human being. And and if I don't, if I don't take full responsibility, if I do become, if I end up becoming a bit of a victim about it, I lose the opportunity. I miss the opportunity for all the rich learning that's there for me. If I don't hold all of that in my hand and say, it's, it's down to me. And of course, in the coaching world, we talk about the mirror work. And, and that's what I'm talking about ultimately is I, I need to look in the mirror first before I blame the economy, before I blame my boss, the circumstances. Oh, it's okay for them because they were born with a spoon in the mouth. You know, there's a whole load of dialogue that I could perhaps trickle off that that would cause me not to take personal responsibility. So I've got to own my stuff and, 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 and focus on that and, and, you know, do the work that I need to do, whatever that work is. Right. Right. It, it's just, it's, it's more, it's gratifying too. It's, it's when you're able to step into that place where you can start to own or you're owning whatever you're going through. It's a very, it lifts a lot of weight from your life. Um, that's how I, I wonder. I, I know in my, my own life that it's very hard for me to – I know once I start carrying weight, I'm like, I have to – how do I shift? I can't carry this. And it, I always, it's always interesting when I, if I meet someone that – when they, they, they choose not to want to lift it. If they are even, even – they have that first step. They have the awareness that they are in some kind of situation – but there's just no, there's no motivation or there's no inspiration. There's something lacking in their life that they don't want to make that shift. And I guess you know we're all here. If we 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 we're here on a podcast, we're talking about these 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 topics, and we have awareness. I guess that's what all of us. We we're all leaders in our own lives, and whatever. I think that's a, a key point is that those people that. In our, in our own lives, whether it's in our personal circle or it's somebody for you, maybe it's someone you're coaching, uh, whatever experiences we're going through, chances are that other person that we're talking to or that crowd that we're talking to is going through that same experience. And uh, it's amazing when you reflect and you share your story, you share your experience, how the person, you could just see it in people's eyes. You see it in the crowd. They're like, hmm. 
you know what, I, I needed to hear that because now I need to understand that what I'm going through is going to help me continue to pivot. So, yeah, I, I know I, I appreciate you sharing that, 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 yeah, there's, here we are talking on the positivity effect and, you know, we're, we're all going through things in our lives and it's kind of cool to hear coming from somebody like yourself that you're, you're using that, that mirror analogy to reflect on what you're going through to, to be able to take that experience and, and shift from it and learn from it. Um, I, I always, my, my wife, uh, which I, I, you know this, but I just, I, I guess I actually, if you've been a listener guys on the podcast for a while, you know that I've got married recently in September. Um, she, uh, Jen, and look, now it's not, now it's out there. It's in the audio. She wants me to get a, a, a tattoo so bad. She wants me to get a tattoo. And I, I promised her I'd get a tattoo on our one year anniversary. So Man, if I don't get that tattoo, that's it now. It's it's out in the ether now. But uh, <laughs> if I did, Jen, I know I'm still saying if, but when there we go. When is a different word. When I do, um, I always say I'd get a, a lighthouse because all and it's not and it's not like a I want to influence people because it's just I want to influence people. It's just we all are lighthouses whether we like it or not. And you shared that experience about the, the, the people in the room that suck the energy out of the room. And it, it it's that, and it's what you just described about how the energy we're putting out, it's, 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 it's infecting into people. It's, 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 it's that, that fingerprint, it's that, uh, the fingerprint analogy that you just, you gave to us, how we live our lives, how we carry ourselves, uh, how, what's on the inside inside our brains are we're allowing to come out of us into the environment whether we're at the cashier register whether we're at a meeting uh we're at a family outing that's that's a real tangible maybe intangible because you can't see it but it's it's there there's a way that we're we carry ourselves and and how we speak and and our experiences that we go through in life and, and there's so much color and so much beauty to that guys and and wherever you are in life don't don't be frustrated. You could be frustrated, yes, but recognize whatever frustration things you're going through, that that is, that is color to your life. And there is someone that can be learning from you as well. You can be that lighthouse for other people. You can use your experiences that you're going through, albeit good or bad, and you can spin on it, put a spin on it, and infect a positive outlook, a change in that life. That's why we talk about that ripple effect of positivity. This is the positivity effect, but it's not a podcast. It's, we're not smiling and, and looking at life like we're not going to come across hard times. We're just saying that we're going to always flip whatever we're going through in our minds and create that positive outlook in our life. Because I've come across people to say, well, why do you want to be positive in, in, in those situations? They say, you get, the, you get those people that say that, the, the, ne- the negative Nancy's. And, because... You know what? At the end of the day, it is a good feeling because when you put that positive out there, so much good comes back to you. It's that age-old saying, like, uh, you know, what you put out, it, it just gets returned to you. It's the, it, we'll call it karma, call it, call it whatever you want to call it, and it's and it. You can put your head down at night and sleep well with whatever storms are going on around your life. If you know that that's the way that you're trying to live your life, is what I've been learning. No, and I completely agree, and it, and it all goes back to I think the start of our conversation, which is choice. You know, we as human beings have choice over the animal kingdom. You know, we we choose it, it's a, a choice of self determination. 
So moment by moment, we have a choice about how we handle and deal with the stuff that's thrown at us. And, you know, I, I heard you say a minute ago that it's cool that I'm, you know, I'm able to share with, with you what, what I'm going through. I, I can't say it's cool, by the way. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, I, I, I'm a human being. I, it hurts me as well, you know, so I'm, I'm, I can't say it's a, a soft and comfortable ride right now. But I'm choosing to um, pay attention to the learning for me so that I can move, move beyond this and, and not stay stuck in this pattern of behavior that's, uh, that's put me where I am. And that's what's so beautiful about that. Yeah, that's what I love about that transparency is, right, it's, it's not cool at all. And it's, but it's, it's such, a, it's such a, a point of beauty in human intelligence and human life when you can say that, when you can own that. It's, yeah. it's so hard to do that when, when we're going through something. And if we feel that we are responsible for what we're, whatever we're going through in some way and all way, whatever part of it, um, th- that, that is a whole nother level of, of like, emotional intelligence, I think. When you can put that out there in front of you and kind of look at it and spin it around and, and analyze it and say, yeah, I had a part of this. And okay, now I'm going to reflect and I'm going to make the most and, and reflect and make it better. Yeah. And, and I can say, actually, you know, in my dark moments, there aren't particularly nice thoughts in those dark moments. Yeah. And, that, and that's the challenge is to make sure that I, I pay attention to those dark thoughts and, and don't give them too much um, energy. You know, the, the more energy I give them, the more I fuel that. It's, it's the old and that, you know, the, the thing I love is one of the stories, the, uh, the Native American Indian, you know, the grandfather that's telling his grandson the story of the two wolves, you know, the, the story, one wolf is, one wolf is, um, you know, very negative, uh, angry, you know, hasn't got great energy. And then the other wolf is the, the positive wolf. And the, the grandson says, well, which one, you know, in, in a fight, which one wins? And it, and the grandfather says, of course, it's the one that you feed the most. So, you know, if I'm in a bad space, if I'm having my dark thoughts and I feed those thoughts and I continue to think, yeah, that's true. That's, that's, that's how it's gone. That's why it's happened. And I, I just, I, it's not helping me. And you've got to ask yourself the question, is this thought helping me or is it hindering me? Is it useful or useless? You know, in terms of the outcome that I want, and, and going back to your point earlier, basically, we've got to remember to stay focused. Focus um, is the most important aspect of us. When we're looking to achieve a goal, it's staying focused, focused on the outcome that we want. So hold that picture firmly in mind of the outcome, the desired outcome that you want. So if you're going through a messy situation, stay focused, hold true to yourself the picture that you want is the desired outcome if you want a positive outcome in that situation then hold true to that and pay attention to that outcome as opposed to going down the dark side thoughts which is a terrible outcome yes i i love that i focus really really is so so important and i love that that we're talking about it right now just uh because i'm reflecting in my own life and I tell you guys, you know, the listeners that I get just as much out of these calls, Jim, as everybody listening. Um, I'll give two examples. Um, right now in my business as well. So uh, the listeners know, but Jim, I'm, I'm actually, I'm an audiologist, so I help people with their hearing. 
and um, business is good. It's it's doing well. I've been open for a few years now, and it's been uh, a definitely an interesting ride being in business for myself. There's a lot of those those days because I don't have a guaranteed paycheck. Uh, anybody that owns a business can attest to that that feeling. Um, I, I know it too well. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an interesting feeling, and uh, there's definitely a. Here I am, the guy, Mister Positivity, on the podcast. There's days I wake up and I, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to the office. I don't want to help anybody, but I love at the end. Of, I love helping people with their hearing. It, it it gives me such a satisfaction because it's. I just love helping people communicate, but there's still that 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 uh that. How many inches is it between our, our ears? That that thing, six. Six, six six inches. That thing, that thing sitting in between my ears, that just I wake up some days and and I don't want to do it. Or there's days where I, I tell myself I'm I'm gonna be up by five a.m. and then I end up hitting the snooze a bunch. I am a human being. We're all human guys here. You know whether you're the podcast host, whether you're Tony Robbins, whether you're Jim Rees. It we we all have those times. But what it comes down to is what you said. Those choice. We have that choice to in that moment decide what we're going to do. And I use that example of work. There's days where I didn't want to go in. I said, you know what? I'm going to, in my mind, I'm, I'm going to just skip work today. Maybe I'll call out. I'll, I'll tell my clients I had an emergency. I end up going into the office. Even with that mind, I'm driving in. It's a, I'm not feeling great. I just, it's a rough day. I'm having an emotional rough day. And once I push through that barrier and I made that choice to go in and I start helping everybody and I, and I get, I, I, I realign with, with my purpose of why I'm doing it. The day just, it turns around and it's amazing how it, it flips and, and, and it happens less and less. It's always going to happen. But the more I train myself to do that, I, I, I am able to make that shift quicker and easier. And here, my second example was this podcast jumping on with you today, Jim, um, it's been a little while, guys. I know. I apologize. I've been off the uh, off the air for a little bit. I was taking a little break, just kind of enjoying uh, my marriage with my wife, the, getting started with the house, doing building some stuff in the house, ripping some rooms apart, doing some doing some house some home homeowner stuff. And uh, but I really missed just talking to you guys. I missed talking to people like yourself, Jim, and and just sharing these these stories and these messages. But uh, this morning I woke up and I was, I was really nervous. I was really nervous to get back on the air. So, and I've done a lot of interviews, guys. I've, I've, you've, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff out there and it doesn't, it, it, it's what, when that feeling comes up of whatever, whether it's pain, nervousness, emotion, or, or elation, elation, whatever, whatever feeling, emotion you're feeling, what is your choice and how are you going to react in that moment and, and decide and, and, and how it's going to impact you. And, making that choice of coming on with you today, Jim. And we had this amazing conversation that would have never happened if I were to allow my mind to tell myself no and back out and, and not push myself forward and progress. And uh, so it is it, that it really is that that word focus, uh, that when you focus in on, on what matters most to you. And what matters most to me today was was coming on this call today with you to, today and, and sharing this, this conversation uh, with the listeners. And Dr. Tom, uh, you know, it's lovely that you're able to be vulnerable as well with, you know, with the the, the, the audience as well this, this afternoon. And and actually you bring up a really interesting dynamic um, that that is so subtle that most of us would have missed it. Dr. Wayne Dyer um, shared um, through his um, teaching that actually we all get caught in, and it's really subtle, 
But you, you, you talked about hitting the snooze button and not getting up. There's, there's something that's going on for all of us, and you, you were just talking about it then, which is we have a feeling which then drives our thinking. And actually, it's the feeling thinking trap that we get caught up in as human beings, as opposed to what really it should be is thinking feeling. So if you're getting in, into a new routine and you've got to get up early in the morning to whether it's to do the podcast or whether it's to go to the gym or go and start a new job and you have to have the thought before you go to bed that actually tomorrow morning it's going to be a bit tough because I'm getting up at five o'clock instead of seven o'clock. Um, I might feel a little bit um, tired and, and don't really want to get up. So we, we, we allow our, our emotions, our feelings to get caught, caught up. And this is, it is, it sounds quite easy, but it is actually, it, it sort of does your head and you think, well, hang on, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? But it's, it's, about, it's about making sure that you're doing the thinking to drive the feelings. So positive self-talk, you know, if you ask the audience how many people talk to themselves, most people would be listening to this audio thinking, do I talk to myself? Of course we do. We all talk to ourselves. Oh. We have this internal dialogue. We talk to ourselves more than anyone else on the planet. So we have this internal <laughs> dialogue going on all the time. Yes. About could I, you know, so your your internal dialogue today was, do I really want to do this? I haven't done it for a long time. I wonder whether I'm 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 going to be on the edge. Is this you know is this going to be a good podcast? You know, is it going to be interesting? Am I going to ask the right questions? So that's not necessarily good good self-talk you know that's not good, good internal dialogue as opposed to i'm really excited getting back in back in the saddle today um you know this is a guy i've not really heard heard of before he does coaching uh, he's an english guy you know um he's done the race across america this is this is going to be fun I'm, I'm really looking forward to it you know i've got so many things i can ask this guy that's much more powerful for you you know to be thinking about those things prior to coming on the call than the other aspect yes and that and that was um there was times in the past when I had done, done, whether it was a, a, a meeting, a business meeting, or even doing a podcast, where I allowed that negative to lead right into it. And I've definitely just, I guess, because these past few years, I've I've been more, I've raised my self awareness. Um, was that I, I was able to kind of catch that? I caught those thoughts. And then I was thinking about. It. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this later. I'm like, this is uh, this is crazy. I'm actually, I can, I could, I was able to pull those thoughts out and, and kind of look at them f for what they were. And I'm like, wow, yeah, that's not actually uh, helping me. Uh, let me let me look at it this way. And and that's where I was uh, kind of reflecting. And and I spent some quiet time before I, I got on the call. I made sure that I didn't fill my time right up to the call. Um, I'm sure you know. We can all attest to that is why it's, that's more important uh, than ever nowadays with how busy we are and electronics and everything that sometimes when we have to have important human communication that we have to allow our, t our brains to have space. We have to – you talked about in the beginning of the, 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 uh, you know, the podcast about cycling and how it's meditative for you. Um, there's just so many distractions today in life. And having those, those, act those activities that we do, whether it's silence or – exercise or meditation that's what it was for me before the call was i just i i just kind of scheduled in some silence to allow my thoughts to go uh to see what was there and then i looked at them for what they were worth and realized 
these thoughts are not helping me. Let me let me add in some things that are helping me. Uh, kind of reprogramming what was there, and and I'm and I'm so glad that I did because we had a we had a really had a great chat, Jim, and and uh, you know it was a blessing uh, for me to have you here on the call today. So I just wanted to thank you so much. No, I've been absolutely delighted and uh, and really appreciate the time that you've given me today. Um, it, it's a, a fantastic conversation. I love human beings. We're all we're all the same race. That's the thing. You know, we, we need to get to that that place of being a, a collective consciousness around the planet. It still still baffles me why we were still stabbing, killing, murdering, bombing. I don't understand it. You know, we're all the same race. Right. And. Um, and we've got enough resources on the planet to actually help each other, you know, um, support each other. So hopefully we will get there. Um, and, and certainly your channel, your podcasts uh, are actually spreading that positivity. And it is having a big ripple effect. You, you will be inspiring millions of people well beyond um, your reach that you'll even consider. You know, and um, so, you know, I, I, I'm really grateful that you're you're out doing what you're doing and it's and, and you're obviously very passionate about it as well. So, you know, thank you. Thank you for having me on this afternoon. It's, it's been a, a sheer joy. So thank you. Thank you so much, Jim. Well, this was great, guys. Thank you so much uh, for listening. I'm glad that you made it to the end of the show. And uh, I didn't bore you too much. Obviously, Jim didn't because Jim is awesome. But uh, you guys stuck on. You listened to us. And I'm so glad that you did because I know that you definitely got a lot out of this this uh, call today. So to learn a little bit more about Jim, head over to thepositivityeffect.com slash Jim Rees. That's J-I-M-R-E-E-S. I'm going to have all the show notes. I'm going to have a link to his website as well as a couple of books that Jim has out there. And uh, I really encourage you guys to check that out. And Jim, this has been a pleasure. Let's definitely keep in touch. Yeah, you take care and... Uh and congratulations on, uh, by the way, of uh, your recent marriage, and uh, and congr- congratulations uh, that your house is still looking in some sort of shape, even though you've had a bit of a go at DIY it, um, as well. You know what's crazy? Well, we, we uh, it's it, as soon as you open any wall in your house, you find craziness, ah. <laughs> uh, and that's what I've I've learned very quickly. And everybody told me and I didn't believe them until I actually did it myself. I opened the wall, and one of the walls was like. When they did a they did a dormer on the house, they didn't do they didn't brace it properly. So there's like there's like movement in that wall. So I've been like my buddy and I we've been spending time bracing it, and I'm like, oh man, I don't I don't want to open anything else up because I'm <laughs> I'm nervous now. But uh, here's a final here's a final tip, Doctor Tom, which is delegate your misery. So if if you're not good at something, if it's something that you don't really enjoy, delegate it. Get um, someone else that loves, loves doing that job. And pay them a little bit of money, and uh, and then that allows you to go and focus on stuff that you really love doing. So true, so true. Love it, love it, Jim. Thank you so much again, guys. Thank you for tuning back into the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in and for listening and and sticking it out. I know it's been a few months since I've been back, but I'm back. And Jim, we got Jim Rees here on the Positivity Effect. Jim, take Doc- care, man. Tom is back. Doctor Tom is back. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out, guys. Thanks, Jim. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Cheers, buddy.